When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and we have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is shepherd, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word and I too, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out and behold the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. The epiphany of the Lord, where suddenly to go and greet the newborn king of the Jews, the, the he who is the savior from the line of David, the, the arrival of these scientists, of these astronomers, of these wise men from the east, tells us that Jesus didn't just come to save He came to save all people. That it wasn't just to the house of Israel that he came, to the lost sheep there, but to bring everyone home to God. No matter where we're from or how we had prayed, it's in Jesus Christ that true salvation comes. But to those of us also now who are followers of Jesus Christ, the arrival of the wise men speaks also to a reality which the Second Vatican Council called a universal call to holiness. A universal call to holiness. Our thought process is that holiness is meant for people like the sisters there. People like kind of professional holy people. Priests, nuns, monks. But the universal call to holiness meant and means that each of us is called to strive for sanctity, for sainthood. That each of us in our own particular way we're not called, if you're married, you're not called to be a monk or a nun or a priest. You're called to be a loving spouse, a magnificent parent, an honest and good virtuous And we're called to a universal call to holiness. But if we scratch down one layer deeper individually, the arrival of the wise men speaks 
Notice, they notice, these scientists, these astronomers, notice in the sky a star. They research this, and their scientific knowledge and their reasoning takes them to Jerusalem. But it doesn't take them to Bethlehem. It doesn't take them all the way. It just takes them up to a point. The earthly knowledge is only to a certain place. And it's not until they arrive in Jerusalem that they suddenly discover the other part of the equation. That in sacred scripture there are prophecies which speak of the birth of a savior. That it's not just their reason, but it's actually faith and their reason which brings them to Bethlehem. That if we try to solve our problems in life, if we try to find the answer, the only answer eventually that we're going to discover, Jesus Christ is the answer. St. John Paul II said, Jesus Christ is the answer to the question of every human life. To understand that is to understand it all. Jesus Christ is the answer to the question of every human life. He's not the Bible, but rather the Bible speaking and drawing us to the person of Jesus Christ. It's not the catechism, but rather the teachings of the church which help us live in relationship with Jesus Christ. But to live in relationship with Jesus Christ doesn't mean that we can just do it on our own, out there without us. We're called to community. We're called to be the body of Christ. So to think that one can be spiritual or just do to miss an important part of being in relationship with Jesus Christ. To be spiritual without being religious. To be a person of prayer without being a person of communal prayer, without being a person of the Eucharist, is to miss out the opportunities, but it's also an incomplete spirituality. We're called to be a family, and families are only complete when we're all together, especially around the table. But in this individual quest for the meaning of life, to find Jesus Christ as our answer, it is a combination both of faith and reason. Reason takes us to a place, faith takes us the rest of the way. In my last parish assignment, we, and in my last two parish assignments, most of the time I had weddings. In fact, I was like Vegas. I had so many weddings. Two and sometimes three a weekend. Just boom, boom, boom. And I, uh, but now suddenly at our, mercy, I have a lot more funerals. And it is uh, not just the demographic, but it's just this is where we have a lot of funerals. And it is something that I've seen as I have done more and more funerals in the past year that as people are, that as people mourn, those who have already been in relationship with Jesus, it doesn't necessarily make them more existent. It doesn't make the sorrow go away. It doesn't make the confusion go away, but it brings hope in the midst of darkness. And those I've seen who have not had a faith relationship, the darkness is very dark, darker than those other peoples that I can see. And so it is that to have this relationship is that which shelters us for when storms hit. But even more than just knowing that it's good to practice swimming before the canoe starts to sink, 
There's something even more powerful than that. To be in relationship with Jesus Christ are like the wings of an eagle, to be able to soar above. And imagine if you were an eagle, a big, beautiful, bald eagle, and suddenly you said, you know what? I think I'm just going to walk around the rest of my life. I think I'm just going to walk around and see if I can find little things to eat or whatever. What a terribly limited part of your existence when you could really just flap up and go away and go soar in the winds. You see, my brothers and sisters, the Lord gave us the wings of a soul. He gave us the wings to soar. Gave us the wings to go above and to see the heights. And imagine if we say, I'm only going to fly for 45 minutes on Sunday morning. I'm only going to soar for one little bit. And if I can, I might leave right after. <laughs> and so it is that the Lord says, well, what a pity that if we don't develop that ongoing relationship on a daily basis, we miss the whole option. And we have ways of coming to know the Lord through scriptures, the Emmaus Bible studies, the walking with purpose, the men of mercy. Each one of these are powerful um, and, and beautiful opportunities, but just simply to be quiet, come into the church or find a nice little place in your home and to read the readings of the day, to just be silent and let the Lord speak to you in that way, rather to be silent and to allow yourself to soar. Praise be Jesus Christ.